right, good morning again. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this congregation, also have an opportunity to speak to you and bring the message um, as a lay pastor here. So uh, have you ever planted a seed? A seed, not a plant, not like a plant that was already started as a plant, but a seed. That one little individual seed. How did you do it? Yeah, we have farmers in the back. That's where they like to sit. Um, how, did you, how do you like to do it? Do you, do you make little rows? you make really neat, little clean rows, half inch deep, go down to the knuckle, plant the individual seed, half inch apart, cover it with the dirt, depending on the seed. Get the little, get the little ruler from planters, little ruler with the different depths and how far and how far apart and do those things. Do you, do you use loose soil? Do you sieve the soil, sift the soil to get a real fine powdery soil on top of there? Cover it with mulch or dirt or compost? Or what about a large area? Anybody reseeded their yard or seeded a new yard? Or my farmers in the back grow crops with like uh, acres and acres and acres and acres of crops. If so, you're probably thinking I have my seasons mixed up. <laughs> it is harvest. It is not planting season. But there are things you plant in the fall. Farmers know that. There's some fall winter wheat and stuff like that. A uh, little fat complete sidebar. I plant garlic in October. I grow my own garlic. I know. It's pretty impressive. You should try it. But you put that stuff in the ground in October. You put it in there and you forget about it. And 4th of July, you pluck it out of the dirt. It's all you do. Garlic. It's a great crop. Um, but anyway, when you're planting those large areas, you're doing the farm, you're doing um, grass, you're doing these large areas, you can't go placing it one seed at a time. Um, you got to get more seed down in a, in a faster amount of time. You'll never get the planting done in time. And if you do that, the norm now is a drill. A seed drill is what it's called. But in ancient times, it was scattering, broadcasting, broad, throwing, or broad, wide, casting, throwing, wide throwing, broad casting of the seeds. Planting and growing is a, is a topic that we often find in the parables of Jesus. Uh, the ancient world was agricultural, and it made these growing and planting parables very relatable. The people understood that exponentially more is harvested than is planted or scattered or broadcast more exponentially more is harvested actually I did some uh, research on some documents um, recorded from the first century Roman agricultural traditionalists that suggested that the wheat yield could have been uh, 10 to as much as 15 to 1 ratio that is, that is to say if they would have scattered planted broadcast a bushel of wheat they could have expected to harvest from that planting 10 to 15 bushels of wheat their return on their harvest or harvest on their sowing and I'm happy to report that America beats ancient Rome I did further research and we can expect up to and beyond 45 to 1 returns in modern agricultural um, farming of, of wheat. So anyway, that was just a little Googling. If I'm completely wrong, don't correct me. It's, um, it, was, it was literally a very quick Google search on modern um, wheat returns. But 
in America. I wanted to make sure we had an American stat to go up against the ancient Roman. Uh, anyway, in this new series called uh, Scatter, Plant, Multiply, Harvest, we are looking at uh, teachings of Jesus and our role as a church to fulfill our mission to transform the world through making new disciples of Jesus Christ and live into our strategy to uh, know Christ, grow together, and go and serve the world. Today we're looking at the parable of the growing seed found in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Gospel, a word meaning good news. Mark is recording the ministry and teachings of Jesus. And he opens that whole book with this this phrase, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah. And then he proceeds from there for the next three chapters to three, uh, tell us about Jesus' baptism, his calling of disciples, his driving out impure spirits and demons. They're both noted. I don't know the difference, but they're both in there. We talked about some last week. There's healings, many healings. There's preaching in synagogues. There's house parties at dinners with sinners and amassing large crowds. He amassed large crowds on the um, shore of the lakes and on the sides of hills, and he taught those crowds with parables, like the ones we find in chapter 4. The word parable, this is a really easy Greek one. We got it right there. Parable. Lay. <laughs> you know, not much, hard, not much hard Greek there. Parable, I think we really, really just kind of Stole that one from Greek. Um, and the word, it comes from the Greek parable, throwing alongside. To throw alongside, to, to compare two items. Throw them alongside and make a comparison, an illustration, or an analogy. Um, the Greeks use this term for to explaining an illustration that's in the form of a brief fictional Narrative. Some were to say that um, with these parables of Jesus, it's the it's throwing alongside, and the throwing means sometimes to get both meanings, you have to move to catch it. So it's thrown, and you have to move to catch it. Um, parables they often contain two distinct layers. On the surface, the parable is just an interesting story that was easily understood by the listener and based on something that was in their context or their experiences. But the parables also had a deeper meaning, illustrating a spiritual truth. In Jesus' use of parable, this truth most commonly dealt with the kingdom of heaven. And it was a truth that was also easy to miss. In Mark chapter 4, uh, Jesus offers, offers four parables in there, three different parables about, one about a sower, one about a growing seed, our topic for today, and one about a mustard seed. And I guess you could kind of call Mark chapter four the seedy chapter. And today, as we take that closer look at the growing seed, we look at it through the lens of God's call on our lives and as a church and congregation to scatter Seeds of faith. Let's reread Mark chapter 4, 26 to 29. He also said, this is Jesus speaking, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces grain, first the stock, 
then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. So Mark's recording the words of Jesus, and it says, So this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man, anthropos was the Greek there, anthropos, man, human, okay? He didn't start out with the farmer, the planter, the grower. He says the man, you know, he didn't say the preacher. He said the man, the human, just like everyone of us, everyone is included. Scatter seed on the ground. The man did not produce the seed, but he was entrusted in the scattering. Night and day, whether he sleeps or he gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. After the scattering, completely independent of the human influence, the seed can grow. Though the human doesn't know how. It's mysterious. It's fascinating. Was anyone else mesmerized by that 30-second clip of that seed sprouting and growing? Blows me away. I could watch it for hours. It's amazing. The transformation of the seed to plant is fascinating. And it's out of our hands. In fact, very literally, as planters of seeds, it has to leave your hand before it can ever actually do what it's supposed to. To do. It can't actually do the thing we just watched it do in that video, that time-lapse video, in the scatterer's hand. It can't be done. It has to leave the hand to get to verse 28. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stock, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. It is not instantaneous, but it is in stages. It is a progress. It is in upward growth, and the starting point was when the seed was cast broadly by the sower who was entrusted with it. God handles the rest. I know that some of you are thinking right now that you need to water it, and it needs sunlight, and it needs nitrates, and it needs the proper balance of soil and fertilizers and you got to weed out the bad stuff and you got to put back in the good stuff and you got to protect it and you can't make it get too wet it can't get too dry and you got to it's not that easy you can't just it's got you got to whisper to it softly at night <laughs> so that it can I've heard you I've heard people doing it so you know who you are <laughs> talking to your seeds but I'm going to stop you right there because those are all good things. Those are good, good things. They're good to our literal seeds, and they're also metaphorically good for our, for our spiritual seeds of faith. All those metaphors for watering and nurturing, it's all good, but they are not, listen to me, they are not what makes it grow. And this is one of the most liberating concepts Right here at the very beginning, verse 28, all by itself. 
God is in charge of the growing seed. It grows mysteriously of its own accord and appears on God's timetable, not yours and not mine. Does anyone else other than me feel blessed and liberated by that? We are merely responsible for the planting of the seeds, the really hard work, the technical stuff, the stuff that amazes and mesmerizes us and we are fascinated with, is out of our hands. It's God's handiwork. The Apostle Paul expounds on this in a letter to the church in Corinth. When this church was kind of, they were kind of, it wasn't splitting. They're kind of just having like little groups and different kind of factions. And one was, one was like, oh, we're, 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 well, Paul, Paul planted this church. We're real loyal to Paul and how Paul planted that, you know, planted that seed within us. And, and, but then there was this other guy there who's like on the ground, boots on the ground, really helping this church thrive. And it was, his name was Apollos and there are others were like buddies with him. And uh, Paul, and Paul's writing this letter to kind of help. Uh, this church gets some perspective on planting and watering and the actual growth of a seed. We read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 5 through 9. What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? He's the one writing. What, what am I? He says, only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have but one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Paul says, planting and watering are good and important. But they should never, ever be confused with the almighty power of God that is responsible for the actual growth. Paul understood this very well. He was a church planner. He scattered the gospel of Jesus all around his known world to real people in real places, planting and starting churches, the beginning churches of some Christian faith, Paul understood that the parable of the growing seed explains that his responsibility as a Christ follower is to scatter seeds of faith. He cannot force people to accept the message, nor force them to allow that message to make changes in their lives. This is out of his hands. It is not his job. Our job his job was to and is to scatter the seeds. Folks, the church is in the seed planting business. And this church, more so than any other church I have ever been a part of. When we support the church, we are all a part of this process. And this church plants and it waters faithfully. Personal stories for you, because you all may not know my story, but uh, probably about eight years ago, I came right out of this church, this congregation. I was sitting right over here where the currents are sitting right now, and in a 1045 traditional service. And in that service, I was encouraged to uh, sign up for small group, group life, um, community group 
experience. And at that time, um, I needed that adult uh, interaction, that adult conversation and structure in my life. I was a stay-at-home dad at the time with two young, small boys. Stay-at-home dad. Stay-at-home dad. S-A-H-D. The H is silent. SAD is the acronym. And my mom friends out there who did this too, my other stay-at-home dad, you get it. Uh, moms definitely have can come up with a better acronym than us dads did. Um, but that's where I got into this group. And if you don't know part of that story, but it was, uh, there's 12 of us. There's like six couples out of this church. And you may have a little more mercy for my pastoral etiquette after you know that the first time I ever prayed out loud to and with and for people, not inside my head alone, was in that group and that setting with those people about eight years ago out of this congregation was my first opportunity to pray out loud with and for folks. This church scatters seeds of opportunity and growth that get planted um, where, where areas in growth can happen, spiritual growth in this community. Four years after that um, and growth from that, uh, my seeds had been planted in me long ago um, through others uh, around me in relationships in far off places in different churches and different communities. But those seeds that had been planted in me by others were growing and getting nourished um, through that group setting. I'd found myself in, I was uh, getting more and more opportunities to be a part of this congregation, this church and lead. And uh, 2018, this church faithfully planted the seeds of opportunity to launch a satellite video venue uh, campus of this church with, with its growing population to scatter and spread some seeds across town. And I was blessed beyond words to be um, asked to be a part of that experience. And I know I wasn't the only one who experienced spiritual growth through that season um, up until uh, change of course with the pandemic, but I know many of you either either experienced that, had an opportunity to experience that, or indirectly influenced experiences that were able to happen over there. I was speaking with a uh, friend at our 815 service this morning, and we were talking about that um, Westside experiment that we had, and he said, yeah, my granddaughter was baptized there on one of those baptism Sundays, and I, you know, it just lit me up thinking of the seeds that were planted in an opportunity. We had, we had two, we had back-to-back, month-over-month baptism Sundays with, I think, eight, eight uh, folks averaging, uh, ranging from youth to adult um, being baptized, and those were seeds that were planted that, that even though, you know, we've, that's not a direction we're in right now, those are seeds that are growing on God's timeline, in God's table, uh, timetable uh, for that growth. I was able to take on this lay pastor role, which has been amazingly fruitful in my own spiritual life. And if you don't know that term, lay pastor, well, it's easy. It just simply means I fulfill a pastoral role while not being clergy, kind of ironic on clergy um, Sunday, but uh, we have, or maybe it's intentional. Uh, we have laity speaking, but laity simply means not clergy. I'm a lay person. I'm just like you. And actually, uh, my guy Keith behind the curtain back there, um, many of you might know him as Shauna's husband. Um, uh, he and I, he and I have fired up a podcast. Uh, just another way of spreading some ministry. We have a layman's term podcast. 
um, where we actually discuss the sermons and the messages produced by, by this, uh, this church um, on a weekly basis. You can go out there. I think we have four of them uploaded. We just covered our last, ser- uh, last sermon series that we had, and we kind of um, playfully hash out uh, concepts and topics that happen in uh, in the message, you can pick that up on Sunday after church and all throughout the week. If you enjoyed the message and you want to hear a couple uh, chuckleheads talk about it a little more and give you some fodder for maybe your small group discussions and stuff, we'd love for you to uh, listen to that and give us some feedback. We know it's probably not um, the best podcast ever, but we're looking to improve it. So anyway, a shameless plug for our new podcast out there. Um, we can follow up each week. Out of years of faithful scattering of resources in this church, this community, folks have engaged in ministry around the city, around the region, and abroad, growing in ways they never knew they could have imagined before, before joining this Christian community. And I can testify for that. Last Sunday, the lobby was full and buzzing with people visiting local ministry tables, ministries that are operated today because of faithful scattering of seeds that God has grown sometime before. Some of them generations before. There's ministries up and running out of this church with the faithful sowers of those beginning seeds of those ministries no longer with us. This church has been in the seed, plant and business of faith in this community for over 150 years years and God has been working in the lives of all those seeds ever since. When the planted seeds of faith grow and produce fruit, when they come to fruition, which is a fun word because it's fruit eon, literally meaning the production of fruit, when it comes to Fruition, when our spiritual seeds come to fruition, when they produce that fruit, uh, it is in connection with the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, gives us the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And friends, when all we have to do is scatter seeds, That's some pretty impressive harvest. That's some pretty impressive fruit out of the scattering of seeds of faith. And friends, seeds aren't expensive, but you also know they aren't free. They cost us something. Time, energy, financial resources. Faithful giving to this church is planting seeds of faith that grow to maturity in this and beyond this community. We have to see that scattering is an investment in a harvest. When we scatter seeds of faith, Paul says we are co-workers in God's service. And if you can't tell, I'm a little amped up and excited about the scattering and planting and sowing of seeds that this church does because I'm so excited when I see the growth and the sprouting and the flourishing and the fruition of those spiritual gifts in and around and beyond this community. 
So as a part of this series, we're talking about scatter, and as we move through this process, Pastor Adam will be back next week. He's going to get into kind of the nuts and the bolts of what it looks like for you to be a co-worker in God's service so that night or day, whether we're sleeping or we're losing sleep, the seeds the Lord gives us to scatter, they sprout and they grow, though we don't know how, we can all trust in the process and eternal timetable of his harvest. And all God's people said, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be scatterers of your seed, to be trusted with the seed of faith to spread throughout our community and our world, to be trusted with an opportunity to scatter these seeds indiscriminately into places that we know that you will grow. They will find root in you. Maybe the, may those seeds that find root in this church, in this congregation, may we be a fruitful soil that they can they can be strong in and grow nourishment from and get watered and cared for here. May we be a place that um, produces not just, not just you know, seeds that sprout, but seeds that you can, you can encourage to flourish here and produce fruits of love and joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Lord, can we be a place that is in awe of what you were able to do. The miraculous, amazing, undescribable growth that is completely out of our control, out of our hands. May we be a humble congregation that recognizes with humble hearts that only you do the growing. It's not by our will, but by yours that the seeds we plant grow to glorify your kingdom. Amen.